leadership, Danny listens to her. So let me spend a whole bunch of time listening to that. Don't, don't do that. Um, because the, like, I don't know if you guys have ever paid attention to how cautious like Gina and Jen are before they suggest something (laughs) that you read. Um, because your time is really, really valuable. And so before just going on to a podcast binge or even a book binge, ask your mentors, what would you suggest I read or listen to right now? Do you have any suggestions? Um, Because we can definitely spend a whole lot of time doing things that aren't necessarily productive and aren't necessarily what we need. But when I find a little snippet that I think would be helpful, that's where we're listening to it. I have no idea who that gal gal is. Just found her after listening to trying four different things that I was like, nope, not this. Nope, not this. Nope, not this. So you guys had a brush with like Navy SEAL podcasts, but we moved away from that. How's everyone doing Monday? How's everyone's Monday? Put a one in the chat. If you love Mondays, put a two in the chat. If you don't like Mondays. One, we've got Monday lovers. We've got a two. I appreciate the honesty. 1.5. One, but sick kid again. Yep. Have kids. They said, you're just going to be constantly sick. One for Monday lover, two for Monday disliker. I love Mondays personally, because I'm like, oh, it's time to organize and get, which is hilarious if you guys actually know me, because I'm not organized, but uh, the illusion of like, oh, I'm going to get my ducks in a row. Um, Sarah, I'm a health coach. Every day is basically the same. (laughs) Love Mondays, not teaching. Yeah. These Mondays are really great, right? Mondays as a coach, getting our business in order. Oh, Mary has to do two jobs on Monday. Hopefully not forever, friend. Hopefully not forever. Kelly does not like Mondays and I'm betting it's because she has children and children are super fun on Mondays, on any day that they have to go to school. The days that they stay home isn't great either. I'm a winning endorsement for go have kids. All right, moving on. Business coach power hour. How many of you guys know about the boot camp coming up. Hold on, I need to switch my view here. Oh, so many hands in the air. If you don't know about the boot camp yet, we're going to put a link in the chat. Some amazing, amazing, like we grew up on these people. Okay. We, this was our bread and butter of how we learned how to do anything in this business. We're boot camps with these greats and they all decided to come together instead of doing their own team stuff they're like let's come together andrea this one's for you let's get the families together that's what they said and we're gonna do a joint boot camp that's what i say when andrea and my families get together my wife hates it but whatever um and they're going to be teaching this is like open for all and open for all skill sets So if you have newer coaches and you're like, oh, I don't know, is this going to, no, 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 this is open for everyone. It's not going to be really specific mentorship for only a certain level or above. So open invite to everyone. Jen, do you have that link for the Facebook group for everyone to join? You want to be in this Facebook group. 
because I think the Zoom room is maxing out at a thousand. So that's going to fill up really, really quick. In fact, really on brand for the time of year. I'm sure some people are going to be camped out in that Zoom room the night before. Intense, like waiting for the Zoom to start. Um, so we will have it live streamed into the Facebook group. We not meaning me. <laughs> They're not leaving anything like that up to me. Don't worry. Uh, it's going to be live streamed into the Facebook group. So that's where most of us will probably be watching it. Jasmina asks, do you recommend we let even inactive or disengaged coaches to join this? I would say yes, personally. I mean, if they're going to show up, I'm always surprised by the people who like are inactive and disengaged, but then do show up for a boot camp. Why not? Right. If it maybe hits them in the soul, great. I'll wake them up. Okay. Boot camp. Everyone knows about the boot camp. And do your teams know about the boot camp? That might be, ah oh man, it's Monday, but we have to get really, dare I say it? Uh, structured and down to business and get sticky notes out or maybe a to-do list. How many of you have your map within reach? Oh, trick question. Pop quiz. Who has their map within reach? What do I have here? Hold on, hold on. I can find mine. Um, pull out your map, pull out an app, an iPhone note, pull out something to write on, but I'm going to do mine on the map. Um, and we're going to write a little to-do list for ourselves. One is going to be invite coaches to boot camp. I am surprised by some coaches that I have that actively set up celebration calls, but they are not necessarily the ones that always do all of the live Zooms because they're working during those hours. And sometimes announcements will come out and I'm like, oh my gosh, if they announce one more time, the, da, 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 I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. And then I'll have a coach who's engaged and like setting up celebration calls and doing all of the things. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, where have you been? And it's just <laughs> because they've been doing their own power hours or they work in little pockets of time and they're fully engaged. They just have missed the announcements. Can I? Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm just going to chime in here for a second. Um, what I think is um, really interesting is as we've brought out these two new um, genres of coaching, which is active, and now um, we're growing our knowledge base and uh, opening up to the medical weight loss community. Opening, opening up our coaching to those people even more boldly. I still hear from people, oh, it just come as, came as such a surprise. Like, I felt like active just happened so fast. And I'm like, what? And same way with the uh, medical weight loss community. I'm like, where have you been for the last eight weeks? <laughs> so... I don't really know um, what to say to those people. Um, that doesn't sound snarky, except if you ever feel surprised by something, it's probably just that 
like I always say, oh, I must have missed that day in class or something. But um, so this is a no judgment zone. We are not here to, you know, be upset or angry or rude to people who are missing some of the things, because I feel like even people who are really trying, sometimes they're just hitting, like Danielle said, the pockets where they're just not hearing it for some reason. So did you guys know we have a cruise that's happening in April? I haven't heard of this. What's it about? Oh, well, I just miss those days there, in class. But... <laughs> the disclaimer, do you know what that, how about the CSB plus? Okay. Never heard of it. Just kidding. This boot camp, you guys, um, what I want you to do right now is if you are not in the group, go to the chat right now. I want you to click that, click join, and I will let you guys all in. Then I want you to go, um, and send that link to all of your coaches. Maybe that could be something that you do right now. If you can do that really quickly, I will be in the group while we're on this bootcamp. I mean, while we're on this um, uh, BCPH so that um, I can let you guys all in. Okay, be there. It's going to be fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, hours and hours and hours of work are going into this. Trust me, because it's 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 going crazy and it's going to be amazing. But you guys are all here, so you know what's up. What I want you to write down on your to-do list is invite coaches to boot camp because they may not be seeing it in the Facebook group. They may not be showing up live and catching their, or they, you know, or in the bathroom, whatever that announcement is happening. So for you with all of your teams to communicate that directly, hey, are you able to join this Saturday? It's going to be amazing. You can send them the graphic. Okay. Okay. So that's number one. Number two. Well, number two is not a to-do list for you guys. It's just something that we're going to talk about how to coach your clients and how to, for those who are running your own celebration calls, how to support clients well through the holiday season. Um, so I mean, Jamo, I, I don't know that I should really re-curate your message. Do you want to share exactly how you share this? I do the same probably because I was trained yeah. by you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do that. So, um, so remember most of you guys on here are FIBCs, right? You're fully integrated business coaches. You're an ED. You have three senior coach teams and you have, you either have the complete reins of your business and your uh, business coach is supporting you, following along, giving, you know, filling in gaps when you need to. Um, for those of you who are not FIBC and probably not like feeling really good about uh, doing celebration calls, um, this is guidance for your weekly call with your clients. Okay, so either this can be used in a celebration call and not either, but and on weekly calls with your clients. So Thanksgiving is coming up and <clears throat> I, you know, I, I take this as an opportunity to say, you know, it's, oh my gosh, it's really important that we talk this week when I'm doing my client support calls because we need to have a plan for next week. You don't wait until next week to make a plan for Thanksgiving. So um, 
so I sort of tell my clients that, and that way I make sure my client calls are on Mondays, I'll be calling my clients later. So, but for those of you who are doing celebration calls, which I think is a large majority of the people on this call, um, when you get to the tip section, I like to really emphasize, or kind of in the middle of the celebration call, I really like to emphasize how important it is to have a plan. And that's, you know, for any event, but it's really, really important because Thanksgiving, there tends to be more than just food at the table. You know, there's all those personalities, there's like, you know, there's tension, there's family drama, and people are <laughs> family drama, family trauma, emotional eating, all of your favorites, all of these memories that tend to be tied to somebody, um, maybe that you've lost, or maybe it just doesn't feel like a holiday. And what I, um, I talked to them a little bit about the emotional side and how Thanksgiving is not just a food meal. It's actually, um, it can, it can be part of core memories. And, um, and so I like to let them know that they have choices for their plan for Thanksgiving day. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is, I mean, somebody do the math, but how many meals do we have between now and the new year or yeah, January one, somebody do that math and Thanksgiving and maybe there's like one or two Jewish holidays, there's Christmas. Um, I know that um, Indians had Diwali this weekend. So there's, you know, there's some holidays in here. I don't, I don't know about all, you know, I can't, there's no way I could cover all of the, all of the religious holidays between now and the new year. But just know that Thanksgiving is one meal out of hundreds and having a plan for when they go into this day is really important. So I tell my clients or the people that I'm that I'm business coaching for on the celebration call, I say, okay, as clients are going into this day, there are really three options that you can choose from. First option is just take the whole day off plan. I don't recommend anyone choose that option, just for the record, and none of my clients ever choose this option because they're paying me to coach them and we come to an agreement that that is a terrible idea. Okay. The second option is that they can do a five and the best you can. And that looks like keeping your hydration up, getting in all five fuelings, not nibbling while you're cooking, um, you know, but going in fully hydrated, fully prepared, um, maybe even they bring, you know, a healthy side option. And then when they get there, the plan is I'm going to eat, I'm going to have the white meat turkey, I'm going to take the skin off, I'm going to, you know, choose a good option for my side. And then I might have like a tiny bit of like stuffing or a little gravy, or maybe one bite of pie or something that that helps them feel like they've had the experience. The third option, so option C is a clean five in one. And this is what most of my clients end up choosing. In fact, some clients that I have decide they're gonna do B, which is the five and the best you can, 
and end up getting there and thinking like this, like that dressing looks dry anyway. Um, you know, that, that pumpkin pie looks soggy. Like it's, I, you know, it's just not even going to be worth it. So they end up shifting from five and the best you can to the five and one because they've been doing it and they know how to do it. And they also, a lot of times get there and they're like, oh, I was romanticizing Thanksgiving day in my head when really I got there and everyone's moaning about how crappy they feel and everyone's in the food coma and, you know, Uncle Henry Fester, I don't know, Uncle Fester is getting drunk and acting like an A blank blank and so oh yeah i forgot i actually don't really <laughs> enjoy all of that so they end up doing five and one so i highly suggest that they choose either option b or c and even if they choose option b to keep the plan open to pivot to stay on clean five and one if they get there and that's what happens and the best, best, best idea if they're going somewhere else is to make sure this is this will lock them into either plan five and best you can or five and one is if they bring a lean and green side. So I, I help them come up with a side that they could enjoy that they a recipe, you know, that they can make and then they plan to go in with that food there so. That's kind of I and and so I say are are any of those options ring true to you, and it might be that they say no I want to choose option A. And. Um, i'm like okay that's like that's their choice we don't we're not here to guilt them, um, but I will give them if they say i'm going to do option A and eat off plan all day i'm going to just give them the forewarning that I did that one time personally. And I ended up with so much stomach pain because my body was not used to having wine. And it was actually a 50th birthday party. And I was like, I'm doing so great. I'm just going to go off plan. And I almost ended up going to the hospital that night with so much stomach pain because my body was not used to, I think it was the fat or the alcohol. I don't know what it is, but um, just let them know, don't go too crazy because they will not feel well. Um, but either way, we want to support them with a plan okay and um and they tend to they tend to you know go with b or c and most people end up with c because you know you've got a lot of thanksgivings left in your life this isn't the last one so yep the cost of getting back into fat burn they will have spent like basically kind of like almost you know a week out of fat burn or four or five days out of fat burn um and then another big thing is do not bring Tupperware to bring home food. If you are hosting, go and buy all of the, the Tupperware, like the disposable ones that like the Glad, whatever they are, so that you can just pass out all the food. Don't end up with a whole refrigerator full of food and make Thanksgiving one meal and not one week. Good. Yes. The other thing that I will do with clients who are not, well, two things. One, one is that um, I give the idea that a lot of people take this on as a challenge. You've done how many Thanksgivings eating your 
butt off. What if this year you just didn't, right? And I'll tell people, you know, I do it, I, I, you know, six and a half years in maintenance or whatever. I'm like, a lot of Thanksgivings, I'll do it out of solidarity with my clients. It's kind of fun to make it a, a challenge. And just so you know, that client support group is going to be blowing up with people who are staying on plan and you can be a part of that club. Oh, that's such a good idea. And then it's almost like that, you know, anytime, anytime people join a little challenge group or whatever, there's that mm -hmm. piece of that community identity of like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a part of this. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's then you better believe client support group on the day of I'm in there, like who's on plan and post your plate of your on plan Thanksgiving. So that there's lots of support and positivity around that. Then mm -hmm. the second thing that I do is if they're not planning to stay on plan, I have them make a plan for the day after because what actually happens on the day is not as important in my experience as mm -hmm. what happens after it's that slow slide into yes well, i'm already i'm just gonna have a little bit of cranberry it's the mental derailment it's, it's the mental it's mentally derails them spiral so I, I tell them make a plan to contact me with your plan after right so i've got like one client who they're doing Thursday and then Friday, there's something that is not necessarily lean and green friendly on Friday. They're not going to eat everything. It's just that one meal is a family tradition that happens on Friday. And so they're planning to contact me Saturday morning with an accountability text. Day one coach getting back into fat burn. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you guys, this is, you know, if you're doing something right now that might create a little extra work for you, so be it. We are in the throes of professional health coach stellar client support season right now moving forward forever and ever amen like i'm okay with having my clients text me or something on the day after it or if i don't hear from them maybe you reach out to them and say oh my gosh i hope you had a great thanksgiving um i i want to hear your plan for after the plan i love that for after the day, not plan for after the plan, plan for after the day. Yeah. Because that's when the, that's when the spiraling starts. You're right about that. And maybe it's, they, you know, spend 10 minutes in their life book and then, you know, I don't know something, but it could be, it could be whatever you feel like, because guess what? You're a coach. It's, it's an art, not a science. And you know how your relationship was with them. And it could be something it might not be like, oh, it's day one. It's actually, I, I kind of don't think it's day one. I always say it's, you're never back at day one. Even if you've done program two years ago and you gained all your weight back, you're never at day one because you always have a wealth of knowledge that you didn't have on day one. Yeah, but as someone who's never been through a 12-step program, I do see that appeal of like days in a row and oh, okay. earning the coin. So for me personally, I need, I need a hard stop. Mm -hmm. So I text Andrea, day one, no candy, no Halloween mm -hmm. candy, Andrea, day two, mm -hmm. day three, day four, mm -hmm. coach, I had a relapse. Tomorrow is day one. And I okay. need that like hard line with certain things that I'm just, even in maintenance, not having. Mm -hmm. It's like, call it 1124 AM time of death <laughs> to the Halloween candy. <laughs> there you go. I thought you were saying time of death to program. And I'm like, that's a little dark. No, time of death to drinking the wine for the rest of the year or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. 
It's so funny. Okay. Yeah. In Georgia. So I did this for several years where I, I hosted and everything I made was lean and green. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, if you, my, my nephew was like, you're going to have a comp pie, right? And I was like, if you bring it, if you want it, bring it. So it was super fun. Um, you know, and I used to do that solidarity, five in one solidarity for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I did that for years. And then I finally decided, wait a minute, I've paid my dues. <laughs> so, but this year I am, I'm on, I'm on a, like a four and two active right now. And I went because I'm sometimes doing five and one and sometimes I'm doing four. I'm really on a four and two active, but some days I can't get all the food in. But anyway, four and two active. So I'm not drinking. I'm not going to be having sweets. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing what I what I would normally do, um, even for one meal. So I am in solidarity, but I'm really in solidarity for my to my to myself this year. Yeah, it needs to be specific to what you're doing. And I think, you know, we we wanted to move as a whole organization out of this five in one jail where we're putting on a pedestal, like only leaning grains and only fuelings, right? The goal is that, well, I won't state your goals, all of you, but my goal is that I live in a place where black beans, quinoa, fruit, like all oh, of no. them. That's, that's, that's all of Optivia organizations. Right. enlightenment like we're like we can we got to stop being afraid of carbs you know and like we're not we're not the carb police like in optimal health healthy carbs are play a really important role we need carbs so meal every day uh, and I, I just figured out how to make the whey protein to put in my oatmeal because how i was doing it before was not working but i've i've figured that out so follow okay. the instructions for coffee creamer on the Optivia wave protein on the jug. Okay. Um, and right. actually just to, just to be really clear when I'm coaching someone and they're in transition, I always coach that they will use fuelings as healthy snacks. Yeah. Always. Cause PS, if you haven't figured that out, that is the retention piece that is the um the long-term income piece of this business p.s you want your clients using fuelings so i don't ever say oh you'll 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 like when people oh well i'll be on these fuelings forever i say well hopefully you love them and you want to use them as healthy snacks later mm -hmm. so and I, honestly i don't i know the dream bar is good but i'll just be honest as a business coach we don't get that much commission off those. And I'm not gonna lie, I don't coach to the dream bar. I just don't um, be because we just, I mean, it's just not part of my long-term business plan. And if <laughs> I heard this and I was like, this is so spot on. If it does not pay my mortgage, serve my family, save me time or help me love people better, I don't really have time for it in my life. So that's kind of how non, I'm just very no nonsense about what I do in my life and how I coach. So, yeah. Does someone, I know one of you sees has this handy for Mary in the chat, grab that, the product and what we get for um, commission. Let's all save this Yeah, because I know I ask everyone who has that on the last day of the month as we're trying to, 
uh, help coaches cross the line, I but yeah, it'll be, uh, Lisa or Misty, one of those highly organized people, different levels of compensation for, um, fuelings, <laughs> other things. Aminos are very, that's very, a high, it's a high amount. Yeah. But, um, most of my clients don't need the calories of maintenance bars routinely. Like they're just not moving enough. And then they're going, burn. Yeah. I need the, I, what I tell them is I need a way to get my chocolate fix without it involving my kids Halloween candy. So <laughs> my long-term maintenance plan is that I have brownies or that I'm getting creative with the fuelings and I'm mixing them, matching them, chocolate pudding, making mm-hmm. ice cream out of fuelings, whatever, because it's, it's that single serve portion that keeps me on track. I'm not going to just blow through a whole box of Optivia brownies, but if I make a nine by 13 pan with my kids and have some, Mm-hmm. I know myself, I, I'm going to eat more than just a reasonable square. So and there you go. Lisa Burns put the price index PDF. I didn't even try to look for it because I knew I wouldn't be able to get it as fast. As she I know <laughs> she's got price, it. Yeah. I think she carries index. it around in like a holster on her and belt. She's got, she's got everything in a holster. Yeah, she does. She's like, I mean, yeah, it's her teacher brain. And she's, 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 you know, one of those people who keeps everything filed in the right space in their brain and in life. So appreciate that about you, girl. Okay. Moving on from Thanksgiving. Can we go? You can go. Okay. So we're going to log into connect and we're going to think about this as, all right, where, where are we? (laughs) Where are you? Um, for me, the pulse check, on my own business is it's Monday. I've got this full week before anyone's going to travel and go anywhere. Right. So I've got this full week ahead to really work. And the next week, I know that coaches and clients are going to start traveling for family. Um, we're mid month and it's a holiday month. And so what I want to look at is CSB. How many of my coaches in my organization are, um, in the running for the CSB? So if you go to in ignite or not ignite, that's my client support page. Oh, oh, so many tabs open. I didn't see them all. And now they're like right in my face. Look away. Right in Optivia connect. If you go to engage the engage tab and then down to client support bonus plus. We are going to look at, there is the drop-down menu for previous month. And if you do drop-down menu previous month and then organization, and then if you have a whole bunch of coaches and, and there's more than can show up in one spreadsheet or you want to have them ordered in order, go to the qualifying orders Column. Let me see how many of you guys are lost already. I'm going to. Okay. So Optivia connect the engage tab CSB plus engage CSB plus drop down menu for last month and then on the column qualifying orders 
the three dots. Sort descending. It'll have your top in CSB up at the top of your spreadsheet. This is how you're going to find all of the coaches in your org last month that got the CSV. And what I want to do is, um, you know, I probably should have, I did this backwards. I should have done this month's first and then, but here, here's where I'm going with this. So the way that my brain works is if they earned the CSB last month, I want to reach out to these coaches and say, Hey, are we doing this again this month? Are we earning the CSB this month? How are you feeling about it? If they um, have any new clients this month, one or two clients so far, I'm reaching out to those coaches and saying, hey, two clients already, are we uh, going for the CSB this month? And I'm just starting a conversation with those coaches and their business threads, asking them where they're at and provide opening the door for them to go, Oh my gosh, I just, you know, life has fallen apart this. Not that I want to open the door for that, but <laughs> I, I'm before going in there with action steps, before just bulldozing over them with, hey, two clients already this month. Let's go for the CSB. You've got this. Let's do some action steps. Here's 10 things, 10 short and simple steps to win that next client. Instead of that, I'm going to just open the door and lead with relationship first. Hey, how you doing? I see that we've got two clients already this month. Are you going for the CSB? And provide them the opportunity to opt in or tell you why maybe they're not going to, right? But I want some sort of buy-in from them saying, yeah, I'm gunning for it this month. I'm super excited. So, or I really want it this month, but I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Okay, great. As business coach, for that coach, let's diagnose what they're doing and maybe where they stand to have the best momentum with um, action steps that they could be doing between now and the end of month. Okay, so CSB potentials. I'm looking at last month, who got the CSB in my org this month, who has new clients so far this month and uh, reaching out to them and asking, hey, are we going for this thing again? And then super important. And maybe I should have done this first. Wow. My organization, poor Lisa is like, could you just run your thoughts by me first? And I'll put them in an order that makes sense for other people's brains. Um, we really want to lead with ourselves first. So if you haven't made a commitment for yourself to get the CSB plus now's the time, this is your sign. Danielle's telling you let's do it. Um, and I am aware that some of you here are in a position where you don't feel like you have a whole lot of um, coaching partners who might be in hyperspeed action. So you may be like, okay, it's a short list of people to contact and let know that they aren't doing anything. That's all right. It all comes with us. It all starts with us first. So getting really clear for yourself on what you need to earn the CSB. We're going to take a moment to chat about that. Um, I won't have you put this in the chat because maybe this is a little more than, than you want to self-identify to the whole, but take a mental inventory of you 
feel like you know what you would do between now and the end of November to earn your CSB. So is it your follow-up? Is it your asking for referrals, take a mental inventory, and maybe you know really clearly where you have success and or what part of everything that we do is maybe not your strongest right now. And that's where if you shifted more time into follow-up or more time into posting transformations or whatever it is for you, let's, this is for the people who know, put together an action plan for yourself. If you're going to say, yep, I accept the challenge of earning the CSB myself so that my coaches can see me win it. Great. What does that mean for you? What do you need to do? And then break it down into, well, what does your next week look like? Are you traveling? Are you gone for seven days? Are you gone for four days? How many days do we really have left in the calendar? And maybe pull out a calendar and look at the month and be like, okay, well, I've got today. Today's Monday and I've got all this week. And then let's say I'm leaving on Tuesday for vacation and I'm not going to be back until Sunday. And then I got to get the kids to school on Monday. And then I'm going to be, you know, emotionally hung over from the family trauma of seeing my relative. So I'm really not going to start working until the 28th. Oh gosh, it's the 28th of November. So I've got one, two, three days. Hmm. So that would mean that I would realistically need to bring on my clients this week and have maybe a three-day buffer after the holiday, right? A little wake-up call for those who are traveling and have emotional hangovers after family. How many of you guys after today, you're like, I, how do I break up with my family for the holidays? <laughs> okay. Different topic for your therapist. Um, if you aren't really clear on what you would do. If you're in the situation of like, gosh, I don't, I honestly don't know. And like, I could use some brainstorming. How would I bring on three clients and earn my own CSB? Okay. Let's talk about the things that you may want to implement with your own business, but also things that I would troubleshoot with clients or sorry, coaches. If I'm troubleshooting with a coach that's saying, yeah, man, I earned it last month. Oh, that was amazing. And I want to earn it this month, but I have zero clients so far and I'm gone for like five days next week. So what do you got coach? What would you tell me to do? I would look at their branding. I would look at their follow-up process. And by look at, I mean, ask them a lot of questions about it. And I would ask, what are they doing with referrals for their current clients? And how... If they've been coaching for over a year or over six months, either one of those, I would ask what their reach out process is to clients that have stopped 180 days or longer ago. Sometimes people just feel like they forget about that whole population of people that did a program with them two years ago. And then the other thing to think about for all of us earning our CSB is, do you know how many health assessments you usually do for one of them to result in a client who's ready within a week? Has anyone ever looked at that statistic? And you might just kind of eyeball it, or you could pull out your client binder and look at start dates and health assessment dates. 
some of you guys have some metrics behind the scenes that help you with that. But I think, I think my typical is like, and it's going to, it's going to vary, right? Because it's uh, having a client who's ready is not so much like my performance on a health assessment. It's really their readiness and where they're at in their life and who am I connecting with? Um, so it can ebb and flow, but I would say probably for every five to six health assessments that I do, I have a client ready to go. And then I know I have coaches on my team that have a much higher conversion rate than that. It's like for every two health assessments that they do, one is signing up. But for myself personally, I feel like it's more like five or six. If any of you guys have ever run that stat and want to share. So if I'm looking at new, new clients from new health assessments, I'm not counting on over 180 days. I'm not counting on follow-up with last year's health assessments to get me there. If I were looking at new health assessments for new clients and I wanted three brand new from new health assessments, I would need to do at least 15 health assessments in November to have three brand new clients, right? And that may be something that you're like, oh yeah, game on, let's do it. And some people might be like, wow, I haven't had a health assessment in a while. Okay, back to our clog. Oh my gosh, you remember the, the whole clog thing? I totally forgot about that. That was great. <laughs> uh, if I do say so myself, gosh. Okay, but if you know that you might need to do 15 health assessments to have three clients ready to go, what are the things that bring you health assessments? And I don't know how many of you guys were on follow-up last week, but we talked about reaching out to people who are um, going through medically supported weight loss paths, different medically supported weight loss weight loss paths, starting conversations with them, asking how they're going. These, this could even be a population of people that you're asking to do practice health assessments with. How many of you guys have done the practice of asking people for practice health assessments years after training as a coach? Some, how many of you guys are like, what is she talking about? This is a not familiar topic to me. So Part of helping the amount of people that I want to help is getting enough health assessments so that they know what I do, so that they know what their program is, so that they're sitting in that client support group with all that positivity. The client support group is like a crock pot, right? They're simmering, they're seeing everyone be successful and just be all hopped up on life. So my goal is to get health assessments and to get as many people into that client support group as possible so that I have more potential people to follow up with and more potential people to raise their hand saying, now's my time. I'm ready, coach, put me in. Let's do this program. So one of the things that has been very fruitful for me and my coaches through the years is they book themselves some continuing education practice health assessments. And some of it's with their heart list. Some of it is with their fiercest supporters. 
people who are always commenting and liking transformation posts. And you could reach out and say something like, hey, Jane, question for you. I am moving, no, I am, no, I'm expanding the population of clients I can serve as a health coach and need to get in some continuing education hours. Hey Jane, question for you. I'm expanding the population of clients I can serve as a health coach. I need to get in some continuing education hours with client health assessments where I pick out the right plan for the person. Just a phone call. Oh, thanks, Allison. I just need Allison following me around, giving me words of affirmation in life. Being like, great job going on your walk today. Danny, great job hydrating. Love how you're hydrating. Just a phone call, no obligation. You could even alter the um, practice script, right? Takes about 20 or 30 minutes. I just need blah, 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 blah. But you're basically just creating a list of people to ask, can I just do a health assessment on you? Um, all right, uh, for the recording, I'm going to read the sample verbiage for asking for a practice health assessment that I put in the chat. Hey Jane, question for you. I'm expanding the population of clients I can serve as a health coach and need to get in some continuing education hours with client health assessments where I pick out the right plan for the person. Could I use you as a practice? Just a phone call, no obligation at all. So if you or a coach that you're guiding, right? Because some of us are in the boat of like, I haven't hit my CSB this month yet. It's not, it's not looking great. I'm not close. So, okay, maybe this is for me, or maybe this is for a coach that I'm going to help, um, cross the line with their CSB. That's really important to them this month. And I can take this project to that coach and guide them through it. So I'm going to go to my heart list, my hundreds list. I'm going to look at my social media and see who's con constantly liking my recipes, my, my posts. I'm just going to get a list of maybe 10 people that I'm going to send this to on Facebook Messenger or through text and see if I can book some continuing education health assessments. And what's brilliant about this, even for super old salty sea dogs or for coaches who have been experienced in their practice health assessments, it's that practice makes perfect. And have you guys ever been in a season leading your teams where <clears throat> you weren't doing a whole lot of health assessments? I know I have where like you're doing all of the team stuff and the celebration calls, then you go to do a health assessment. And you're like, where do I look directly? Oh, and the, oh, wow, that's changed, right? <laughs> if you're like me, you get a little bit of anxiety, like, oh my gosh, it's been a minute. Am I going to screw this up? So practice makes 
not perfect because I think that that's a dumb concept, but practice makes better and practice builds confidence. And now that we have expanded our programs to involve activity, this gives you a no pressure practice setting to play around with your language. You ask them to practice. You don't need to be perfect and you don't need to know it all. Go ahead and use it as a practice. And if you're trying to figure out how the heck do you phrase the five-in-one active as a baseline for all five-in-one clients now, ah, what wording do I use to explain how they're going to use EAAs as a daily supplement in the morning just because they're over 30, even though they're not active, they're going to use those as a supplement to prevent muscle wasting. If you're not doing your health assessments that way, here's a big wake up call for you that you might not be acting in the best interest of those clients who are coming on to five in one, because the best interest of the client is making sure that they don't lose muscle mass and that they're protecting muscle mass as they age. So every client over 30 is hearing about either four and two active or five and one active, unless they're on a specialty plan like nursing moms or, or diabetics. But I'm talking about EAAs as just a baseline supplement for everyone so that they don't lose muscle. It's going to be like so great to not have to troubleshoot, by the way, with all of those like... <sighs> I haven't said lesbian yet on this recording, so it's it's time. But those burly, muscular lesbians, have you guys ever coached someone that has so much muscle mass that on five and one, they're like starving all the time? And you're like reaching up to your mentorship line. You're like, what is the matter with this rugby player? She's only five, eight and yes, a paramedic, right? Or super tall men. Like I've got a client right now who's like, it's like six, eight or something insane. Right. And so, so much less troubleshooting because you just throw some EAAs on it and it makes everything better. So if you are in a place of, okay, but I jump into the saddle of the health assessment and it's the same language. I haven't changed my language of how I explain the program. And then I'm clunkily trying to also say that, oh, but then there's also this EAA thing that if you want, you can do it and you're gulping at odd times. And if that's you, you're not alone in that, but this is really your time to be able to practice some smoother delivery with how you're going to talk about whether it's the five in one active as a baseline for your five in one clients or how you're going to diagnose whether they need four and two active or five in one active that decision tree it's great to be on a health assessment with someone where you get to take your time and you don't have to know it all because you've practiced. You can even stop and say, okay, hold on. Uh, let me just find my notes because we have these different programs and I just need to, okay, so you only need to lose 12 pounds and you say that you're doing these 45 minute walks with your dog and sometimes it's 60 minutes. And this is really on like the threshold of where I would go one way or the other with a plan. But let me just double check myself. Yeah, four and two active is going to be the best fit for you. Like you can go slow and figure that out with a practice person where when someone's reached out to me, maybe it's just me, but I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to like show up like I know what I'm talking about. Little do they know, I don't. Um, I know some things. 
Okay. So practice health assessments are fantastic because you guys can get really, really skilled in your delivery and your language and find your notes and figure out what's going to help you be great. And then it's also great practice for your, for your clients or for your coaches that you're mentoring. And then at the end of the health assessment, right, you've asked them to practice. So this is perfect. Thank you so much for letting me practice and get my wording down. Um, this is amazing. I can't wait to tell my mentor that I've logged another 30 minutes of continuing education hours, right? And I don't know if you'd be interested in being in that Facebook group that I mentioned as a part of our community and you would have access to healthy recipes and other, other snippets of motivation, but I'm happy to add you to it now that you know what I do as a coach. And if they're like, nope, I'm good. You do you boo. I'm that organic grass-fed beef gal that's never going to eat packaged. Okay, let them go their way. But a lot of people are going to say, oh, healthy recipes and like a positive community. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You can put me in the group. Okay. So let's practice health assessments. We've got six minutes left. Okay. In diagnosing where else you might want to focus energy and attention to hit your own CSB this month or to help a coaching partner hit their CSB. Um, I'm looking at new follow-up or sorry, new health assessments, but I'm also looking at their follow-up game, right? So it's uh, probably me, I'm the problem. Um, but I didn't have a very strong follow-up game. And so shocking. Uh, a lot of my coaches don't have an amazing follow-up game. Every once in a while, though, I have a coach who is so thorough with their follow-ups that I'm almost like, okay, let's settle down. <laughs> like you only talk to people <laughs> in follow-up. Um, but most people could use a more thorough approach to following up in relationship and then following up directly with program. And that may be where you guide your coach or where you guide yourself to spend more time talking about scholarships how to offer a scholarship. Um, and then what would be helpful guys? Do you want more strategies for helping yourselves and coaches get new clients or do we want to move on to kind of a, a more like high level, how to organize from this point in the month with your teams? Put teams in the chat if you want teams. Put clients in the chat if it would be more helpful to brainstorm things to reach more clients. Teams or clients, teams or clients. I want it all. Well, you can't, you have to decide. Oh, Heather doesn't even have time to write out clients. She's just putting C. Clients, 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 whatever. Lisa, I'm here for it. Teams. Okay. And just a reminder, I'm improving um, folks who uh, have joined the boot camp page and doing that right now. So don't forget to do that. Okay. Um, most people want help with clients, but for the few that do want help with teams, looking at new coaches. So I'm doing a double check on where are all of my new coaches at with their training health assessments? Who are they doing their training health assessments with? Am I gonna talk to that coach directly? Um, the training coach, or am I going to check in with a new coach? Just seeing where, where are they at? Have they launched? Have they not launched? Do they know about anything? And then, um, another great use of time is if you have coaches, uh, 
and you're wanting to help them move forward, just go to all of their Facebook pages and see what you're, see what you're seeing. Check in with relationship first. And then if you see one thing that one thing, one simple thing that they could do to get more momentum, ask if they're open to a tip on their Facebook. For those who are looking for more clients, follow up, practice health assessments, and then I'm going to, I'm going to share, gosh, do I want to do that? Because we talked about it on follow up. I think one of the most fruitful projects for having new health assessments and, and reaching that potential, like new client market would be to go to your own Facebook page and let's pull up This is one of those things that when I suggest it with um, new coaches, they get really excited about it because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting these responses. Brenna, I'm pulling up your Facebook page. Okay. So on Brenna's Facebook page, what I would look at if I were giving her like a project that could help her get new health assessments. I'm looking at anything that has health related. So here's her own health transformation, all these comments and all of these likes. These are people that I would thank for their support. So I'm Brenna. Sorry, let me make that clear. I'm Brenna or I'm mentor of Brenna saying, hey, Brenna, all these people here, Let's send a message to everyone who's not like your uncle or your, you know, coach team or your current client, but everyone else saying, thank you so much for the love and support on my health journey. It means a lot. Um, I'm celebrating X amount of years coaching now, love helping people do this. You can even, oh, I want to be you, Brenna. Let's life swap. Um, I'll take your dogs. And you take my kids and let's do, can you imagine? I'll take your bigger sprinter, bigger sprinter, bigger problems. Um, let me do a sample of what I would send in one of these thank you messages. So I would be looking at transformations or even recipes, right? Let's go find some more stuff. Um, Oh, we got a tattoo. Okay. Don't get distracted. I'm just going to find, oh, not so much on the lettuce. I mean, your lettuce is great. I'm just saying, would I, um, any lean and green recipe, any transformation like here, I would take all these people that have commented, all these people who have liked it. And I would just get myself a good batch of people to send a message like, this. Hey, Max, thanks for your support on my health 
journey update or thanks for the share of my hot recipe. Love spreading healthy food ideas. Um, celebrating six months as a coach. This could be for a newer coach, right? If you know anyone looking to make health changes, send them my way. This is not weird at all. Can we just normalize that it's not weird asking people to send you referrals? You're not saying, hey, Max, get healthy with me. You're saying, hey, Max, thanks so much for your support on my health journey. I've been coaching for six years now. I'm super pumped about it. If you know anyone looking to make health changes, send them my way. Like my door is open. I've had people be like, oh, you coach people that don't live near you or like, oh, you still accept new clients. Let's normalize that just putting it out there as referrals is not weird at all. Because if you were a realtor, if you were a dentist, like, have you ever been contacted by someone that you know on Facebook and they're not asking you if you want your house painted? Well, they might actually, right? <laughs> Do you need your house painted? But they might say something like, hey, if you know anyone in the market, for having the exterior of their house repainted, will you keep me in mind? Me and my brother just opened a business. Is that weird? Are you disgusted? Are you blocking them? No. In fact, when you look next door at your neighbor, you're like, oh, yeah, I know someone who could use their exterior. No, when it comes up in conversation, you're like, oh, wait, I know a guy. I know a guy that paints exteriors. Hold on, let me think. Um, yeah, that's his name. And you just send them to them on Facebook. How simple is that? So if you take your health posts, transformations, or the coach that you're mentoring to get their CSB, and you're looking at all of their, their previous, not all of them, but you could pick a week or a two week or five days of their transformation posts, any engagement that's happening there and their recipe posts, and then give them the words to send out a message. Don't expect that they will just know what to say. So give them the words. Um, and then the other thing to look at, if you're looking at your page or the coaches that you're mentoring and you see that they're just not getting a whole lot of engagement on things, it might be time to spruce up their algorithms with like an engagement post, make it simple to vote on, right? Which holiday dish could you do without? Have you guys seen those? Like you can only pick four. The rest are like, drowning or something. You can only save four side dishes. Which one has to go? Or at, you can go to Morris Tribe and Google, Google, you can go to Morris Tribe and search engagement posts. And there's a whole bunch of different ones in there that can help spruce up the algorithm so that people get more um, interaction on what they're posting. Okay. Sorry for going over and love you guys so much. Yay. Happy work time before we all head out to where we're heading out and then we will work in the nooks and the crannies.